Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Kentucky. We deal with friendship. We love to get along. Kentucky loves each other. I love you, Kentucky. Sunday, everybody. Wow, what a college football Saturday we all just witnessed, right? It's unbelievable. Um, going into yesterday, uh, I didn't really see any huge upsets happening um, other than some possibilities. Um, unreal how everything unfolded throughout the day. Um, you know, start off with Clemson that played at Pitt, or actually Pitt played at Clemson. Um, and considering Pitt got handled by Miami in the previous week pretty well, um, you know, I thought Clemson would be able to take care of business there, but we know what happened. Uh, And, you know, not to be totally shocked because Clemson's been teetering uh, on on getting beat uh, for a few games this season. Obviously, you look at Louisville, NC State, and now that Pitt game, unbelievable. Um, And then the Pitt, kicker with a clutch huge long field goal to win it and uh, the Clemson luck runs out uh, now will they still stay in the top four I think it's a great possibility but we'll have to see and then that carried on from there you had the the Washington USC game USC I mean pretty much was in control of that game from the jump um, I think that was Washington's first really stiff tough opponent to play and USC's defense was spectacular in that game, and they were able to pull off the upset and then they hit the trifecta. Michigan goes on the road at night to Iowa, which I thought, you know, yesterday on the podcast I said I thought Michigan would roll Iowa considering Iowa got blew out last week. Uh, I didn't think it would be much of a game, but hopefully nobody put any money on that one. Uh, Iowa pulls out the last second field goal to, to win that game. So there you have it. You have, uh, you know, three of the four taking a loss yesterday, which absolutely helps Louisville. Huge, right? We had the Wake Forest game last night. Started off extremely slow, shooting ourselves in the foot. Um, You know, three turnover off the first play of the game. I mean, kind of solidified how that first half was, was starting. And uh, we kind of it was kind of a downhill effect. We kept turning the ball, couldn't keep our hands on the ball. Um, now, what's great about that, I thought for Louisville last night, was even after that game, you know, they came in back at halftime, and then they uh, kind of just started out from scratch and then started rolling. Uh, the defense stepped up huge. Uh, Radcliffe was awesome. Brandon Radcliffe ran extremely well. And what I what I think was great as far as uh, the perception to me uh, was Lamar Jackson didn't have a dynamic, extraordinary night. Um, you know, he's absolutely efficient on the ground. 
had a few good passes. But overall, I mean, considering what he's done all season, um, wasn't his greatest performance. To me, what's significant about that is, is you know, I think Burger McFarland from the SEC Network said, you know, basically Louisville's Lamar Jackson and a bunch of dudes. Um, but, you know, last night proved that Louisville could win a game without Lamar Jackson having a huge, spectacular game. You know, I mean, they ran Radcliffe, like I said, ran the ball extremely well. And then the defense stepped up huge. With all the turnovers Louisville was having in that first half, they kept – the defense kept holding uh, Wake Forest to field goals, which was, which was extremely huge to keep us in that game. And then, like I said, in the second half, the defense even stepped it up a notch further. Devontae Fields looks like he's coming around now. It's at the end of the season, kind of like what he did last year. End of the season, he's starting to step up, making huge plays on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, but like I said, I mean, it just, to me, showed last night's game that Louisville's more than just the Lamar Jackson. Um, it was huge for the D and uh, huge for the uh, the running game, Radcliffe in particular. So, you know, now what are we waiting for? You know, come Tuesday we'll have uh, the next unveiling of the college football playoff rankings. And to me, my top four right now would be obviously Bama's the clear-cut number one. Um, I think Ohio State right now is sitting at two. I would put Louisville three, Clemson four. Um, Everybody's going to say head-to-head. Uh, you know, Clemson beat Louisville, but to me, it's that, you know, the way it, college football is set up, it really is uh, considering when you lose and who you lose to. I mean, you know, Louisville's one loss was to a ranked Clemson team on the road at night, and that was by six points. Uh, and Clemson's been in that top two, three, four range all year. Um, you know, and then Clemson loses to Pitt, who's an unranked Pitt team. Uh, at home, you know, that's why I think Louisville kind of has a step above right now because when you look at Michigan, I mean, they, they lost to an average Iowa team that's on the road at night, yes, but it's an average Iowa team this year. I mean, like I said, they got blown out the previous week at Penn State. And then, uh, um, you know, they were, uh, what was the final score? I mean, they ended up winning by a I ended up winning by a point, like 13 to 12. Um, so to me, that Louisville loss to Clemson is better than Michigan, you know, losing to Iowa. Even when Ohio State, you know, went on the road and lost to Penn State, who was unranked at the time, um, I didn't think that was a good loss either. But, you know, the way the committee seemed to work, it, it almost like they they tried to craft that loss as being a good loss for Ohio State because all of a sudden Penn State ended up being in the top 10 team which maybe they are, but, I mean, I don't think they are. I mean, they, they were on the road in Indiana. They kind of had to pull that out a little bit late in that game yesterday, too. But, um, you know, but Ohio State, you know, they were saying, which is true, that Michigan loss hurts them bad because now Penn State's in the driver's seat where if they went out, um, they could possibly play in the Big Ten Championship over Ohio State. And then on top of that, um you know, Michigan taking a loss like they did to an unranked Iowa can't hurt or it has to hurt their uh, their chances too. So we'll see what happens. I mean, sometimes the committee tries to be cute, but I think as far as a Louisville fan, 
everything has fell into place basically in, in, in one afternoon and evening for them to take that step and be in the top four. Um, now, does the committee want that? I'm not sure because, like I said, you know, in previous podcasts, you know, if it was up to the committee, they'd probably have three SEC teams and Ohio State. So, but I think you can't ask for anything more than what happened last night if you're a Louisville fan. Just for a minute, I want to take a brief pause and kind of give a little bit of uh, thank you and an update on some information uh, as far as following this podcast. So hold with me one second. Hey guys, just wanted to say thanks for following along or listening to this podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Joel Schaefer two. Uh, also you can follow the podcast on the website, which is blogtalk.com backslash Joel's Sports and Life Thoughts. Uh, again, just want to thank anybody uh, that happens to follow along and listen to the podcast that I put out there. Thanks so much. Okay, guys, uh, just wanted to, again, say thanks so much for listening and uh, following along to some of these shows that I do put out there. But just to pick back up, like I said, the the new uh, rankings will come out on Tuesday, and we'll just kind of see where it goes. You know, like Louisville has two games left now. They're going to play Thursday night, which will be a short week at Houston, which, like I said, Houston's kind of taking a downturn. But I can guarantee you on a Thursday night, 8 o'clock game on ESPN, Houston's going to be ready for Louisville, and they're going to play that type of game um, and and put out that effort like they did against Oklahoma that first game of the year. So you can expect a battle. Um, you know, we got to go there. We got to take it as a business trip. Can't put any pressures on ourselves, but we got to take care of the ball. I mean, obviously some of those stats they were throwing out there with as penalties that Louisville has and, and as many turnovers as they've had. Um, we can't go on the road and turn it over and expect, you know, to keep winning. And the other part of that is our receivers have to step up. I mean, I look at, you know, people talk about Lamar Jackson and he sat out this much time and he's only played so many games and like three quarters and here and there. I mean, just imagine how many touchdowns actually Lamar Jackson would have or yards if our receivers caught the ball as consistent as they needed to. I mean, there's been so many drops that I can go back throughout the season and which receivers didn't help Jackson out whatsoever. Um, so going on the road, we got to treat it as a business trip, take care of the ball, uh, play good defense, and our receivers got to step up for Jackson, you know, make catches. Even if it's not a perfect pass, if you can put your hand out there, you know, step up and make a catch, catch for him. So we'll see how that goes. I'll talk about that game later in the week. Um, that's kind of the recap for me on the college football side of things. Um, the next thing I was going to talk about is the Bucks versus Bears game today at one o'clock down at Raymond James Stadium. Um, you know the the Bears their last game out, um, I believe, it was Minnesota at home on a Monday Night Football game, and uh, the Bears actually looked extremely extremely good for that game. That was Cutler's first game back, and he looked really good, um, and the defense stepped up and uh, looked like such a better team uh, with Cutler out there, you know. But the thing is with Cutler, as we've seen in the past, he's inconsistent, 
Um, that's been the knock on him. He's got all the talent in the world, um, all the arm strength to make every throw. I mean, just extremely talented, but he's been very up and down throughout his uh, career, uh, which has been the frustration I can imagine from Bears fans. Um, so, you know, they come to Raymond James Stadium, which the Bucks. I mean, they, they're like the, the team. It doesn't really matter them playing at home. It seems like they have no home field advantage whatsoever. Um, I mean, they have three wins at home in the last couple of years. I mean, it's been extremely awful uh, at home for Bucks fans. Um, you know, our last game out against Atlanta, the Bucks game's last game out against Atlanta, they looked extremely awful. I mean, awful tackling. Um, the offense was pedestrian. Um, we'll see what happens today. They're saying Doug Martin might be available to play. Um, they're going to test him out, you know, kind of before the game and uh, see how his, his hamstrings holding up and then maybe make a decision there. Um, but that would be huge, of course. Um, because I think if you look at the the Bucks wins that they do have, and just Jameis Winston as a whole, um, which you probably could say about any quarterback, but for Tampa to have their best shot to possibly win um, any game, they have to, and for Winston to be successful, they have to get some kind of running game going. You know, when they had to quiz Rogers those few games, and he was running really well, um, we we won. Um, you know, first game of the year, Doug Martin running the ball pretty well, and then we won that. So, I mean, overall, the theme is if we have no run game, there's no shot for us. But on the flip side of that, um, the defense has to get pressure on the quarterback. I mean, I, I just look at the last few games uh, that Tampa's played, um, obviously Atlanta, um, and then when they played Derek, Carr with the Oakland game. I mean, they both those quarterbacks sat back there with all the time in the world to throw the ball. And I don't care who the quarterback is, if there's no pressure, nothing coming at them, they're going to pick pick you apart all day long. So, an extreme thing that needs to happen today uh, for any shot, we got to get pressure on Jay Cutler. I mean, we can't let him sit back there with all the time in the world and just throw it to Alshon Jeffrey, you know, all day long. So. That's a that's a key component to the game, I think. The other part is just fundamentals. I mean, so many of Bucks games I watch, it's just bad fundamentals. They don't wrap up bad angles. Chris Conti is huge on this. I mean, being the safety, um, this poor angles, bad tackling. It's, that's definitely been a theme of Bucks games, not only this year but what the previous ten years. So, you know, like I said in my previous podcast on uh, when uh, Tampa played uh, Atlanta, um, you know, when does it change? I mean, we talk about culture. We talk about we're going to start fresh. We're going to recap, you know, McCoy, his last uh, game interview and when they played Atlanta, he was saying everybody needs to reevaluate themselves and what can they do to make a change uh, for the better to help the team win. Well, I mean, that, that stuff and those comments have been going on for years. So when is it actually going to happen, or is it actually going to happen? So that's my thing. I mean, at some point, you know, is it are they going to actually step up and do what they always talk about and always comment about in these um, in these interviews after games? So again, I think for Tampa to have any shot, I mean, which should be a winnable game, but it's like. As a Bucks fan, can you say any game's winnable, or you expect to win? Because I mean, I don't at this point. 
Um, all the games I think, wow, that you know, the Tampa should be able to win that game at home. It just doesn't seem to happen. So, you know, this this Chicago Bears game at home uh, is a winnable game. But can they win it? Yeah, they can. But will they? Not so sure because it hasn't happened uh, that much, like we said, with wins at home. But I do think for them to have a chance, they have to have that running game going and they have to get pressure on Jay Cutler um, and just, like I said, have the fundamentals uh, in tackling. If they get those three things going, I, I think we have a great shot to win. And if they win, you know, you're sitting at uh, four and five, you know, and then uh, we kind of go from there. But, you know, three – games in a row at home, you got to win at least one of these. Um, and this is the last one. The next game will be on the road. So let's hopefully um, Buccaneers can get in there and pull one out for the home crowd, you know, and the fans and the season ticket holders who go to those games every Sunday and just leave for the most part disappointed. Um, other than that, that's basically the preview that I have uh, for this podcast for the crazy college football Saturday that we just had and some of my thoughts on that. And those are my thoughts on the Bucks bears game. Um, let me know what you think. Uh, if you want to put some comments uh, on the podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. And like I said, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's Joel Schaefer, too. Um, and you can follow this podcast and uh, hopefully listen to the shows and make some comments and let me know what you think out there. Again, Joel, coming to you from Jacksonville. I appreciate you listening, and have a good NFL Sunday. Until next time, have a good one. Hey, guys, just wanted to say, Hey guys, just wanted to say thanks for following along or listening to this podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Joel Schaefer2. Uh, also, you can follow the podcast on the website, which is blogtalk.com backslash Joel's Sports and Life Thoughts. Uh, again, just want to thank anybody uh, that happens to follow along and listen to the podcast that I put out there. Thanks so much. Welcome to Kentucky. We deal with friendship. We love to get along. Kentucky. I love you, Kentucky.